you know, basketball can be a thing of beauty when you're watching the right players play. And it's always a thing of beauty when you're watching Brandon Miller play. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Busy, busy. Good for you. Um, Thank you for making us your first listen. We appreciate that so very, very much. Uh, Alabama gets a big win at Vanderbilt. I know Vanderbilt is not a world beater this year. I also know that the term world beater is a term that I hate. I wish I hadn't said it, but I'm not starting this recording over just for that. Um, And Vanderbilt's not great. That's fine. But there have been a lot of times when a pretty good Alabama team has played a not great Vanderbilt team in Memorial uh, Coliseum, and we've gotten dusted. So especially considering uh, what has been going on the past several days, for the team to come together like that, I said it yesterday, I think this team will either lose and maybe lose by double digits, or they'll win and they'll win pretty big. Uh, And obviously they came together, they galvanized as a team, um, there were some sketchy moments with the Alabama jumps out to a, a nice little lead right at the first. And then when the bench guys get in there, they give up the lead. And in fact, Vandy had a one point lead for just a brief second. And uh, then Alabama sort of, you know, says, hey, we don't want to play around with y'all anymore. Yes, Vandy made somewhat of a run in the second half to cut it to, I think they actually got it to eight or seven at one point because uh, they started hitting some very improbable threes. But in the end, it's a it's a win. Alabama covered the spread, the bet online spread, by the way, and um, it was just another magnificent, gorgeous performance from Brandon Miller. Um, Jimmy, I had the pleasure of uh, I couldn't watch the very first of the game because I was doing another show called Sports Blitz Live that I do here in Ellick City on Tuesday nights. So I was following it along on uh, on my phone, and when I jumped in my car. For whatever reason, I couldn't find Chris Stewart and Brian Passink initially. Oh. So I was able to find, though, through my Sirius XM, uh, the Vanderbilt broadcast. And before I remembered that I have the Varsity app, which, by the way, the Varsity app is great because it's like real time and you can get whoever you want to broadcast in the games, you know, your local guys, whatever. Um, so I highly recommend that. But so I'm listening to the Vanderbilt broadcast. And, you know, they're like, okay, you know, Vandy's got a shot here. Oh, my God. Oh, oh God. Brandon Miller's got the ball again. Oh, no. He nails another one. I mean, it was amazing to listen to them talk about they were like, oh, God, that was beautiful. They were they were even impressed with him like, wow, this is um, a performance and a half. His second straight 30-point game, it's another double-double. He just won freshman of the week uh, earlier that day, I think. And he's probably going to win freshman of the week again next week. They might as well just call it the Brandon Miller Award. <laughs> I think Brandon Miller is one day going to need to own a second home just to keep all the awards. I mean, there will be too many awards to keep uh, between SEC Freshman of, of the Week to SEC Freshman of the Year to SEC's Most Outstanding Player to the Wooden Award to hopefully the uh, Most Outstanding Player in the Final Four. <laughs> he could win it all, but... You know, uh, the bench didn't 
play that great last night. It wasn't for the reason that we worried. I think, Luke, you and I worried yesterday that the team would come out not focused or listless or emotionless, and those things would lead to a a really poor performance. Uh, We were, thankfully, uh, wrong uh, as as we predicted, we would be. I mean, we 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 worried about that, but we said, nah, I don't, you know, they think so, and we were right about that. It, they they were not listless or emotionless. Now they didn't play great. Uh, now Brandon did, but but the team as a whole didn't didn't play great. Did that have anything to do with the events of the weekend? Maybe, maybe, but I I don't really think so. I think it was just more you know, a road game, that road environment. But uh, but overall, the bench wasn't that great. But one thing I do want to point out while we have 10 players, because we had 12, and we know uh, Miles is no longer uh, on the roster or even enrolled, uh, and Namari Burnett remains hurt and out. So that means we have 10. And one of the things that I really like about the current roster, the current 10, Luke, is that it, it is, there's such a clear delineation between the starters and the bench and it makes the substitution pattern sort of easy, and I can almost sort of predict it from my couch, uh, or, or or definitely see him. I can predict, but it's so simple because it's like, okay, Jaden Bradley mostly runs the point, and then when he comes out, Javon Quinterly comes in, and then Mark Sears is sort of the off guard usually, although sometimes he runs the point, but most of the time when he's on the court with Bradley, you know, he's sort of playing the off position, and when he comes out, Ryland Griffin comes in. And uh, Brandon Miller's a small forward, and and he he plays most of the minutes. But the handful of minutes he doesn't play, uh, Dom Welch comes in and plays small forward for Brandon. And then at power forward, you have Noah Clowney, and then you can rest Clowney. Or when he's in foul trouble, he's got to sit down and Noah Gurley comes in. And Charles Bediaco is the center, and, and, and he can come out, and Gurley comes in for him, or Nick Pringle can come in for him. One of those two. It could be Gurley or Pringle in for Bediaco. But the point is five starters – five guys on the bench that all feel like backups to the five guys. I mean, it's just kind of an easier rotation right now. And I think personally, Luke, I think having having the roles so clearly defined helps the whole team. Uh, but as a whole, the bench wasn't great last night, although I thought Gurley hit a couple of shots that were really helpful, and so did uh, Ryland Griffin. And uh, Javon is a steadying influence uh off the bench. Yes, I muted myself. No, no I am going to say, I thought you could tell from my face. Yeah, like, I, did, I did. You looked puzzled. Um, knowing your role is an underappreciated aspect of a t- of a great team. Yeah. Know everybody knowing their role, and see, it's so hard when you're Noah Clowney. Now, Clowney's maybe a little different because. He, I don't think Clowney was even in the AAU circuit, or he may have been, but it was like a small AAU circuit. It wasn't like this big national thing, and he was playing in a small school. I mean, he sort of burst onto the scene uh, when he got to Alabama because people were like, we didn't know he was this good, which is very rare in college basketball these days. It's almost like you got to do like Nick Nolte and blue chips and go out to the swamps to find a, a Shaquille O'Neal or whatever. Um, but – you know, because nobody is a diamond in the rough anymore. People know what you are because they see you a gazillion times a year. But um, so Noah Clowney, Noah Clowney, who is 
awesome. He realizes, even he realizes, okay, Brandon Miller is, is the man on this team, but we're not chopped liver. And I'll tell you something, Jaden Bradley is is playing as well as any person, any freshman not named Brandon Miller in the country, if you ask me. He is playing super well right now. He is playing well within his boundaries, He is, and his boundaries continue to expand. He is getting better and better. He had a move last night where he – I mean, the clock was running down. It was when I think we were only up eight or maybe seven, something like that. And he just patiently waits, dribbles uh, out front, and then he takes his man in the lane, gets in the lane. The guy doesn't go for the initial fake, so Bradley gives him another one. The guy takes that one. Then he just simply drops it in the bucket. He is um, – he's good, man. Jaden Bradley is coming into his own, and it's going to be hard to steal any minutes away from him. I'm, I'm super impressed. By the way, he's moved into the top five in the SEC in terms of assists. Now it's right. only three-point-something, but – you know, it, it, he's in the top five of the SEC as a freshman. Yeah, if he, he developed a shot, he would be unguardable. I mean, if oh. he developed a shot. I mean, he, he doesn't even shoot threes. He doesn't. He really he doesn't. Does. He doesn't. And, and, and I'm not saying he never will be able to, but in terms of defending that position, first-round pick. In terms of getting to the hole, first-round pick. Uh, in terms of ability to deliver, first-round pick. But – I, I think he's going to have to to shoot the ball. So, so the great news for us, as far as Jaden Bradley goes, Luke, is uh, we might get three years out of that guy. He he might be a three year guy if he's smart. Now, if if he you know gets a little too full of himself and leaves for the league too early, that could be a big mistake. There's just not a lot of point guards in that league who can't shoot. That's right. All right, Jimmy, let me tell everybody about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is where you want to go to get that bet in. You can find all the latest odds, news, and scores at BetOnline.net because it's where the game starts. And if you took the tide minus the nine or eight and a half last night at BetOnline.net, you made some straight cash, homie. So go to BetOnline.net, and you can put that bet in. Um, So easy to pay in, even easier to get paid. Those are the key aspects of dealing with a site like this. BetOnline is super trusted, super fun, and they've got all these different ways that you can place a bet. And that's what you want to do right now. And look, the tournament's going to be coming up before you know it, and you'll want to bet on uh, that way 1,100 different ways. Go to BetOnline.net because that's where the game starts. A few other notes from the game last night, and then we'll also talk a little bit about some other things happening in the SEC. As I mentioned, Brandon Miller was just um, extraordinary. Four of nine from beyond the arc. And, uh, boy, Jimmy, what a great play to set him up right before halftime. He got a fantastic look pretty much wide open in the college game. Right before halftime, he took the final shot. I thought that was going to be money. He missed that one. I couldn't believe it. But uh, four of nine from three is still pretty doggone good. Six of seven from the line. Ended up with 30 points, 10 boards, one assist, and only one turnover. That That's what blows me away. One turnover for a guy who handles the ball this much or has, maybe handles the ball, it implies that he's always dribbling. Uh, who has his hands on the ball that much. It's very difficult for a guy who played 37 minutes out of 40 and who touches the ball that much to only have one turnover. Uh, That's amazing. Uh, As a team, this will make some people smile. Alabama was 82.4% from the stripe. Um, That's pretty awesome. Uh, Then I I mentioned Bradley. Rylan Griffin, uh, he's our best bench guy, if you ask me now. Rylan Griffin's our best bench guy. 
I mean, now you you winced a little bit. I, I can take an argument. Well, I, I just because I thought maybe Quinterly. I, I I'm telling you, but yeah, okay, a, I would agree that conversation. And Gurley's in the Gurley's in the conversation. Quinterly's in the conversation. But I'm saying right now, I think Rylan Griffin may be our our best, maybe our sixth man. I think he should be now. Obviously, it may change based on who's in foul trouble or whatever. Um, I found it a little odd last night that Noah Clowney fouls out and Charles Bediaco doesn't. That just <laughs> I would have lost a bet on BetOnline.net with that one. Um, and one other thing, Bediaco was left wide open several times beyond the arc. He shot another one. <laughs> it was one. close. It was close. It was close. He's I gonna make it. I don't mind it. I, I don't mind it really. I mean, I, it's, it's O'Toole. He, he ought to. He ought not to jack it up all the time. But my thing is, he needs to make one or two. That'd be great. Get other teams to actually spend spend time guarding him out there. But no, I I like Charles. I, I wish fans were more patient, and because because to me, watching yeah. Bidiaco is fun because he's he's in development. It's it's a project for whatever reason. I say project, and people get so turned off whenever you recruit a player, and and, and I'm like, well, he's kind of a project. Then people, well, why'd we take him? <laughs> well, this is why. This is why. And Bediaco, even though he was an immediate starter, he's a project. And by that, I just mean that this guy is clearly going to be a better player when he leaves than, than what he was when he arrived. Better. It's just an inch at a time. I mean, he gets better every game, every week, every month, an inch at a time. But he is better. I think if people went back and watched first few games of his true freshman year, they wouldn't even recognize, you know, this current guy. Uh and, but I, I'm hopeful that we get four years out of that guy, and by that by his senior season playing conference games, we'll be like this. He may be the best center in the country. We'll, we'll see. I, I, I agree. And could be. Let me tell you something else. You know who else was a project? Herb Jones. Yeah, perfect example. I, I thought you were going to say Roy Rogers, and that's well, Betty. Alka Roy was of, too. Yeah, Betty Alka sort of reminds me of Roy. You know who else he reminds me of in a negative way? And, and, I, and gosh, I shouldn't, shouldn't say this because, but you know, Jimmy Taylor, not too long oh, yeah. ago. You know, to me, Taylor got better, but not a lot better. Nah. I, I, I'd hope Jimmy Taylor was me a better player than he, than he turned out to be. And I think Betty Ako, he could be Jimmy Taylor or he could be Roy Rogers. I think he's going to be Roy Rogers, you know, but, but Jimmy Taylor, you're right, could jump, Herb, you're right about Herb Jones. I mean, Herb. Herb was unrecognizable uh, as a senior to what he was as a freshman, even though he was good. He was a good player. I just don't think we ever imagined he would become what, what he's become, which is a quality NBA starter. Some other SEC notes. I mean, again, the, the whole South Carolina beating Kentucky thing still is, uh, as they say on the message boards, mind-bottling. Um, it was It's just bananas because Ole Miss, who – arguably was the worst team in the league, goes to South Carolina and beats them by double digits. Um, South, uh, Kentucky does get back, you know, get that. Now they've won two in a row against Georgia. Boy, um, boy had two good games last night. He was 30 and 20. I mean, that's – And I think really – I said 30-20 to you and say he's got over 30. You know, I think the end result was something like 34 and 22. Jeez. Um, so, yeah, Kentucky is maybe finding – their footing a little bit, even though they look sloppy at times again last night. I mean, I was able to watch a little bit of that game too. Um, tonight, some really interesting games. Again, it's, it's been a long time 
since I've really sat down and watched SEC games when Alabama's not playing. And Alabama's yeah. not playing tonight, but you got Auburn at LSU. That's a big game because, you know, LSU did beat Arkansas in, in Baton Rouge. And Auburn only is one game back of Alabama. So, obviously, we're pulling for LSU tonight, and plus it's Auburn. Um, you've got A&M in Florida tonight. Florida's won three in a row. A&M's undefeated. Uh, so in the, in a conference play, so it'd be nice if Florida got the win there, but I'm not counting on that. And then Arkansas, Missouri, I don't understand why Arkansas is still in the top 25. I don't get it. Um, I understand that people are like, Hey, they, they feel like one of the top 25 teams in the country because of their talent. I agree with that, but what they've produced and the fact that they're one in four in this conference, I don't see how you have them in the top 25. If they lose to Missouri, for the love of all things holy, surely they've got to drop. But um, they, they've already had one tough game with Missouri at Bud Walton, and they were able to squeak it out. I don't know that they're going to be so lucky, and this is going to be a game I'm certainly going to pay attention to because Alabama's got Missouri on Saturday. I don't really even know who I'm pulling for. I almost want Arkansas to win so that Missouri is a little crestfallen coming in. Um, and I understand how uppity saying the word crestfallen makes me seem. Um <laughs> That's why I try to use it very rarely. But anyway, some interesting games tonight. Jimmy, need to tell everybody now about Locked On College Basketball. I want you to go check out Locked On College Basketball because it is awesome. And they've been talking a lot of Crimson Tide stuff here recently. You need to go check them out. You can get them anywhere that you get this very podcast right here. Locked On College Basketball is part of the same family of Locked On Networks. Promise you, I listened to them the other day when they were talking about Bama. You will enjoy that. Go to YouTube, just type in Locked On College Basketball. It'll pop right up, and you can watch them right after you get done watching us. Also want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar, I've talked about them a gazillion times. Love them. Love it, love it, love it. It's a, It can be a meal substitute. It can be just a meal enhancer. They've got all these fabulous flavors like churro, and they've got uh, coconut almond. Uh, they've got peanut butter brownie. They've got all these flavors that you you got puffs. They've got the regular bars. You can buy them in bulk. You can buy just a few of them. You can get them at Lifetime Fitness. You can get them at Walmart now. You can get them at Sam's Club. Or you can go to Built.com like we've always told you to do, and uh, you can get them right there from Built.com. I've done that several times. They get to you ASAP. My son is a workout warrior. I send him Built Bars all the time to his dorm at Arizona State. He absolutely loves them. He calls me all the time. That's the only reason he calls me. He's like, I'm out of Built Bars. I'm like, okay, love you too, son. Um, But if you're looking for a delicious treat and you don't want all the fat and calories, you got to try Built Bar. You'll love them. Go to Built.com. Go to your local Walmart. Go to Sam's Club. Go to Lifetime Fitness. I promise you, I've been to all four of those places. They all have Built Bars. Go check them out. They got a multitude of flavors. You will love it. Covered in real chocolate. That's BuiltBarBuilt.com. All right, uh, Jimmy, Demoy Kennedy has entered the transfer portal. I mean, it's sort of a last second. Uh, you know, it's almost like he's – what was the guy on um, – oh, shoot, what's the what's the show where the Quantum Leap? Where he's, oh, yeah. he, He's like, you only got two seconds to get in the portal. And DeMoy Candy just dives in and barely makes it. Now, now he's probably <laughs> end up at God knows where. But um, I, the only yeah, thing I'll end up in medieval time, <laughs> like fighting in a fighting in like a, a something that, you know, what we call a Renaissance fair now that back then they just called the Renaissance. That would be f- pretty funny if he like he jumped in the portal and then like it takes him back to a, a 1924 Army Navy game. And like he's showing up, he's got a leather helmet and those, you know, there's big puffy pads on. And all the army guys are like, um, 
who is this guy that's bigger and stronger and faster than us in every way ever? <laughs> Army's like, we call him. <laughs> um, but anyway, Des Moines Kennedy, a heck of an athlete. Uh, hey, man, I appreciate he, – he had to step in and play running back, if you all uh, remember. Uh, he's certainly more of a linebacker, more of a – I guess he could be a rush end or something. He hurt his knee against Arkansas this year. Um, you know, it's a shame. Uh, you, you hate to lose guys. Des Moines Kennedy was – one of the top players in the state of Alabama when Alabama signed him, he was committed to Auburn for a little bit and Alabama flipped him. And uh, I just hate, I just hate to see local guys leave, but I understand. I get it. Um, I hope he goes somewhere and I hope he flourishes as long as it's not Auburn, uh, you know, or LSU or one of our rivals or something. I hope he goes somewhere and just says, uh, you know, go to Oregon, go to wherever, just have a blast. I hope he, he kicks butt and makes his way to the NFL. I think he might end up at Ole Miss playing for uh, uh, Pete, Pete Golding. Pete. Okay. Uh, and and that's you know my my initial thought was he was going to go to South Alabama. I heard last summer he was contemplating uh, the portal and, and going home for him, uh, which is South Alabama, where he would be, uh, I think, an immediate starter uh, and a heck of a player in that league. And uh, I think it's something he should strongly consider. Myself, if I was his agent, I, I would push him to to, to go to South. But uh, you know, one one word I'm hearing uh, today is that, that this might be an Ole Miss thing. And uh, that's a team that needs defensive help. Uh, and he would likely – he have certainly a much better chance to start over there uh, That that's that's good for him is he's so position versatile. I'm sure there, Ole Miss has two or three spots. He could be a player in their defense. Uh, of course, he's going to know Pete Golding's language and what Pete expects. So, I mean, that might be a comfort factor for him having the same defensive coordinator. Uh, like you said, Luke, I think it's a shame – but it's not a disaster. It's not a disaster for Alabama. All Alabama lost is a guy that was probably going to be on special teams. Uh, that's all, all Alabama lost. I don't think Alabama lost a future starter. None of that, however, means that Des Moines Kennedy's not a good player or even a real good player. Uh, I, it won't shock me at all if he's really good somewhere else. He can run. He, he can hit. He's smart. Uh, the positional versatility is great. He's worth scholarship on special teams alone. He will, he will be one of Ole Miss's best special teams players for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, you just don't have room for all these guys. And, again, uh, I say this all the time. I have to say it all the time because I see all the comments online and on social media, and that's if you're the fan that wants Alabama to sign 25 guys or more on signing day, then you have to be the same, the same fan who understands that 10 to 15 guys or more – need to leave. We're still over, even with Demoy Kennedy leaving. Now, we're just about even now. We're just about even. It's just about not a problem at all. But we we need the room. And so don't be the fan that's like, you know, yeah, let's sign 30. And then the moment some guy hits the portal, you're like, no, no, this is terrible. Dude, <laughs> okay, then we'll just sign 15 a year. We'll sign 15 a year and no one complain. But, you know, we don't, we don't want that. I, I think what we want – is to bring in 30 new guys and let, let's see in a year who's really good. And if it ends up, hey, we bought here and you had a year, you had two years, and, and you're not just give them the speech that, hey, from this point, I'm not sure you're ever going to start here. You are a good player, uh, but just want you to know you're welcome to stay. But uh, we don't really believe you're a starter. And if you want to get in the portal, I'll, I'll help you go somewhere where you can play. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that speech. And by the way, that used to be a speech that 
was Nick Saban exclusive? And everybody said, you're the, what a cold hearted bastard. He cuts players. He cuts players. And now guess what everybody is doing? They yeah, have, yeah, probably ruder than uh, than Alabama, frankly. Well, because we've been practicing it longer. Um, yeah. By the way, uh, you know, Key, uh, Pete Golding he tweeted out a shark emoji, uh, which made me think. Okay, it was either Walker Howard or it was um, maybe it is Des Moines Kennedy. And I'll, my first thought was, thank God Pete Golding didn't go to South Carolina because I guess he'd have to be tweeting out eggplants. <laughs> I don't know if everybody's going to get that. I don't know that you get that. Gamecocks. Yes. Got it. Now cut it in half. <laughs> now cut that word in half. <laughs> now, you, now you're cooking with gas. Half um, of that word. That what people mean by strong emoji game? Strong emoji game. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, that's going to do it for today's podcast, Jimmy. Uh, we will Thank be goodness. We just about time. went off the rails there at the end. It did. I, I like to test the boundaries of um, will – our bosses email me about this. As long as we're emailing you. Yeah, I know. Well, they know not to email you because you don't even respond to my emails. (laughs) Anyway. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening again. Appreciate you. Go check out Locked On College Basketball. It's a great time to do it. Look, I don't blame you if you hadn't checked out Locked On College Basketball in the past. Number one, it really hadn't been there very long. But number two, maybe you didn't feel like, hey, I want to hear about UConn and UCLA or whatever. Well, they talk about Bama a lot. So go check out Locked On College Basketball. We'd appreciate it. We appreciate you for listening. We appreciate everything you guys do for us. We appreciate all the feedback, positive, negative, and, and otherwise. So until tomorrow, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.